what up everybody this is the spawn of me podcast episode 320 of our show super excited to have you all rocking with us here on this thursday this is the first show in the first part of black history month i'm talking about stuff in the future because we're not even in the future yet but i'm already talking about it because that's where we're going to wind up going so Thank you to everybody who rolled through last week, who was rocking with us. We had the dopeness that is Stu Grubbs from Lightstream hanging out, talking about the future and current state, current status of the streaming world. Um, it was a really fun show. A lot of folks kind of came through, had really good things to say, lots of great feedback in the audience and in all of our podcast reviews. Uh, again, if you are not paying attention to our podcast reviews, please do so. We are over on most podcast platforms, especially over on Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a like and a review if you can do so hit us up on all of our spots twitter youtube all those wonderful places but this week i am so hyped i'm really really excited because one of the things that i have always thought about kind of maneuvering spawn on me into has been kind of more uh, creator spaces more uh kind of film and broadcast spaces but of course there's other ones that we haven't touched yet especially when we talk about vr xr and all mixed reality spaces as well. Uh, if you know me, you know I'm a big fan of the Foo Show. Uh, my friend, my, my fan Will Smith, who's doing that show, has been doing that for a while, and it's been fantastic. But no one is doing that really in the space through the prism of blackness. And we have some amazing, an amazing guest rocking with us tonight to talk about that. Coming to you from Crux, it is Lauren Ruffin. How are you doing, Lauren? How's things going so far? How's things? Uh, I am good. <laughs> There's my face. <laughs> that headshot just it. it makes that headshot makes me it's so serious. That's my don't call me at all for any with uh, anything face. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's that's the beauty of the you know streaming getting everything together. That's what happens when you have this production value that you happen to have I when just, you come to spawn That's on amazing. Me. That's amazing. I'm really impressed. I'm trying. I'm trying to make it happen. Trying to make it dope for the people at home and for for the guests and for everybody kind of rocking with us in Bercago. Um, first of all, thank you so much for coming coming to the show tonight. I'm super excited to have you. Um, I know when I came across your work, I think in, in the most obscure places was just like, in, I think in an Instagram ad, I think I saw some of your work coming through and I was like, what is this? What is going on <laughs> in this space and what is happening? Uh, I need to reach out to these folks. I hit up your contact page and was like, please, please, please be on the show because you're doing stuff that I'm absolutely uh, wanting to get into and super invested in. Um, so uh, super excited to, to have you rocking with us. So let the folks at home again know how everything's going and, uh, you know, What's going on with you right now? How's yeah. everything? Yeah. So, yeah, that was really funny. I'm such a social media hermit. Um, <laughs> so, and and I only get anything on social media when there's a French politician whose last name is Ruffin. Um, <laughs> so, most of my mentions are in French. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, I was like, what's happening? Why am I, why am I blowing up? And it's all English. And I think uh, We Buy Black picked us up. Nice. Because um, we'd done some, we'd been featured another article, but... Um, really excited to have you reach out um, and finally get me away from lurking on Discord because I've just been lurking trying <laughs> to find black black people into gaming um, on Discord, not doing it really well. But um, you know, Crux is Crux is growing. Um, so we are um, we're a cooperative uh, model. So we're really talking about how can black people build wealth mm. in these new immersive technology spaces together. 
Um, I don't need to be a billionaire to be okay. <laughs> but it really, sp- it really started when I like got my first VR headset. Um, the New York Times set one out because I'm actually one of those people who was subscribed to the New York Times. Um, set one out a couple of years ago and I got just fascinated by the median. So um, at the time, I wasn't even working in tech or arts or anything. I had, a, had worked for Comcast and did a serious XM merger years ago. Um, back when, you know, XM satellite radio was a thing. Oh yeah. I was like, that was your satellite radio is like the podcast granddaddy. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so did some work there, but hopped out and was working in homeless shelters and food pantries and really started thinking about VR as a, as a medium for narrative shifting in, you know, when you're looking at refugee camps, um, you know, stuff that's happening in the global South. Um, and then I moved into the arts and started meeting black creators who were making VR but couldn't find funding for it. You know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Independent independent creators at the bleeding edge of technology and art can't find any money to do anything, but they are making fantastic work. And I really started thinking, how could we support them? So came up with Crux, had um, close to 300 conversations with investors, with artists, with creators, Anybody you can think, I mean, just like this, you, I think I got back to you like within 24 hours. People oh, yeah. email me. I've been on this like the little red brick road <laughs> <laughs> talking to anybody who would teach me about this thing. Um, so our plan is, you know, right now we've got an online platform that is um, really geared towards building community. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, we pro- build your profile, share your portfolio. Um, if you need money for a project, there's an ability to find funding on there. Um, so we've got an online platform going right now. We're working to license content to put onto a distribution platform that's just showcasing black creators in the VR space. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do convenings. So we had our first unconference last fall, um, had about 50 people come to Albuquerque. Hopefully it'll be a lot bigger this year. But we're really just trying to say like, hey, we're out here. Um yeah, I mean, I think that's 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 what we're that's what we're about. One of the one of the things that popped out immediately just from watching and checking out the site was this conversation around immersive storytelling from a prism of blackness. One of the things that we are basically the ethos of what we do here is kind of spotlighting those folks in the gaming space and trying to figure out how we can you know up level the rest of the community to say like we're here, we're making cool stuff, we're a part of this community in a, in a real way. How how is it looking the VR spaces right now? I know that VR has been talked about in terms of you know uh, being a part of the kind of future tech that we think about, even though VR isn't is not necessarily a new technology, but it is one of those things that you know our community may not necessarily be super invested in currently. Or or am I wrong about that? Is it is it a thing that you know we're seeing that we're growing in that space in a real way? You know. I mean, I always, like, when I used to do pitch decks, I don't really do them that much off that much anymore. But mm-hmm. the, the data points that get people are one, how much wealth the black community has. Mm-hmm. You know, if black America were its own country, would be the 15th largest country in the world. We'd have a GDP that we, we would spend more than Mexico. Um, and the same thing is happening um, in VR. So, you know, black men are really rapidly growing um, in terms of interest and the ability to purchase Mm-hmm. Um, VR headsets, especially now that they've dropped, the cost has dropped. Um, but we're consumers. We're not creators. Um, and that's not to say that we are not creative, but right now we've either not been able to access the technology, the cameras, are, like good cameras are still kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way cheaper to go out and make a, a film with your iPhone than <laughs> it is yeah. to, to, to do a 3D, to do, do a film in 3D or 360 video. Um, 
so they're out there. So we went to Oculus Connect um, this past fall. And um, for those of you who might not know, you know, Oculus, it's sort of the biggest VR conference out there. Um, and it was, it was so funny because it's a sea of whiteness. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's just a sea of whiteness. And mm-hmm. then in the middle of the sea, we all found each other. <laughs> and it was like it was like it. a it was like black family reunion. We we knew each other. It was like thirty of us. Out of, you know, like just we were in there hard. We were loud. We were we were hogging all the buffet food. Like we were out there just being. We were being ourselves. And I keep and that. But that's why that's what crux is about, right? So that happened, and I was reflecting on. It's the same thing when you um, we managed to find space even in in hostile spaces mm. um, and create our own communities. Um, but crux is just like, you know, we don't have to create it. I mean, we don't have to go there to create our own communities. We can actually start doing this now. Yeah. There's such a huge opportunity to shape what the industry is going to be like. Um, the business models aren't there. There aren't really, there are big studios, but they're not huge studios yet who are dominating everything from, you know, from financing all the way through to distribution to consumers. So there's just a huge opportunity to think about, you know, what could the VR space look like? Um, you know, the film industry is 110 years old. Um, and they're just now starting to think about us. Right. Um, yeah, no doubt. So, yeah, I mean, what kind of amazing things can we do if we just don't let that happen to, in this new space? Yeah, I feel like one of the conversations that I that I often hear from folks who are not in our community, but who are um, uh, black, uh, uh, black interested, but not necessarily. It's like they want to visit, but don't want to move in. Black curious, like black curious. curious. Yeah, black like curious. curious, but. <laughs> <laughs> for the for the black curious folks, for real, yeah. for real. There's this conversation that, and, and I'm happy you touched upon the kind of economics of it because you know, again, that's the thing that I feel is one of the most important parts of the conversation around not only new new and emerging technologies, but just you know what the buying power is of our community. Um, and those folks are constantly kind of talking about you know, these emerging markets, but they never look at our community as an emerging market. They always think of, we have to build up the third world countries first and get them all cell phones so that they can do cool stuff and that they have a technology. And again, that's an amazing um, idea, but it is one of those kinds of like, we as people who kind of make a lot of the culture that gets absorbed or vultured in, 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 in our spaces are always kind of getting pushed to the to the back of the line when it comes to thinking about when the new tech is about to happen who should mm-hmm. be able who should be in that in that conversation when you when you're talking to folks about you know um doing this project and and doing and, and doing this work what's the kind of feedback you're getting from folks that's like you know is it, is it good feedback is it like why are you even trying this kind of thing is it like black people don't like vr so what the hell are you trying to do vr stuff and, and xr stuff for is yeah that kind of you know that's that's so interesting right so i'm i'm taking this afrofuturism course um in my spare time and today i read an article where they talked about gil scott heron did a yep. song uh, do you know the song i'd never heard it um whitey's on the moon oh yeah yeah, I I for what totally missed me right. So yeah, I was yeah. reading this thing, but we just get erased in spaces, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was, so yes, when Crux first started, um, and I'll, I'll say the other interesting thing that's happened over the last three years is the um, black community's understanding of of what collective wealth building, mm. and then and 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 sort of um, as we're moving into late stage capitalism. Um, our understanding of how wealth can flow in the community and how we like the urgency with which we need to organize has changed. Yeah. So absolutely. I mean, people were looking at me like we, like I was crazy. 
<laughs> like black people, VR, trust, y'all gonna trust each other to build something together? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I heard so many offensive, like just straight up offensive things from, from you know, black people and black curious people. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's gonna be my new euphemism for white. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, that's gonna stick with me. Um, I, got, I got, we gotta, we gotta make some shirts. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, um, I've definitely gotten a lot of pushback. I will say that one of the things that I've been really proud of is all of the money we've raised for the project has been not venture capital money. So it's patient capital. Um, That's fantastic. Because, because Crux is we've raised about $300,000. Um, but, you know, Crux is not going to be the thing that's going to push adoption of VR. Right. Right. Like they're very, very large companies. The hardware has to get better. Um, but what we can do, because we're not in this this push to scale really quickly, is we can focus on building community and building a brand. Mm. Um, and we're small enough that we can be nimble um, to figure out, you know, what is the thing that's going to hit next and to really support creators, um, excuse me, support creators like one-on-one individually um, in a way that I think is really meaningful and, and is sustainable. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, that's one piece. Um, but the industry is going to develop slowly. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just necessarily it has to. And when you look at how other industries develop, that's, you know, we think they happen overnight, but they kind of creep. Um, so I'm not worried about that. I'm mostly worried that, um, there aren't enough, I mean, black people make everything so dope. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so (laughs) I'm, uh, and I'm very unabashedly like y'all need to pay some black people to do this stuff so that you can get some good content because you can only, you can only make a shooting game, you know, 200 times before i mean they keep making them yes. but at some point you need you've got technologists and not storytellers um and yeah. we're fan we are amazing storytellers um so yeah i mean i'm optimistic and you got to be patient in, in a, an industry like this yeah i find i find often that the the conversation about the cultural touchstones that we have like i i, I will say this to the grave that we we are the culture in in many in many aspects like we are the we are the movers and shakers. We are the we are the first movers. We are the first creators. We are the first, um, you know, folks who are making the thing hot before it gets to corporate. You know what I mean? Um, and it always feels like when that thing happens, we always see that when new tech comes, it bubbles up from our community first to be able to showcase just the kind of limits that you can hit with that mm-hmm. kind of stuff from the folks that you're already kind of talking to. Um, who are within Crux and who are kind of super uh, uh, interested in Crux, what are some of the things that they're even kind of thinking about and kind of talking about in terms of the stories that they want to tell and kind of the prisms that they want to share? Yeah, I, I think it, it falls into, it's, it's the same camp as two sides of the same coin. Mm. One is, one is how, can, how can we do VR projects that, um, that can show what the future is going to look like? If we don't, if we don't do anything. So, um, projects that are thinking about the surveillance state, um, and Mm. what that's, what that's going to look like. Um, there's a creator, Alton Glass, who's based in LA, who's done a fantastic piece called point of view. Um, Mm. that really is about someone who's, you know, formerly incarcerated. Um, they don't go to, they don't go to jail anymore. They just have a drone, follow them around. Um, so, and you're not even on, you're not even, you're not on house arrest. You're on like the entire world is your prison, right? Like, so, 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 you know, so there's that stuff. And then, um, projects that are, are hopeful, 
you know, if, if, if we get this right, like how can we sort of, how can we vision the future in a way that's really positive? Yeah. Um, but they're all, um, I would say all the creators that, that we attract and we work with are deeply, um, are deeply invested in making a better future for black people. Um, and I think that's what sort of links us together. I know you just, well, first of all, you just blew me away by that project. So like, first of all, that's amazingly dope. Cause it's Alton one of- is, Alton's so, Alton is like, you meet people. I cold called Alton. Alton. Yeah. And he picked up his phone. <laughs> I called a number on, I called a number on his website and he answered. That's See, how I met him. And he has become family. I, I love that. First of all, I love that. That is that is because I know is my behind is hiding from every call because I'm like you ain't catching me. <laughs> me too. And he answered, and I was like, oh, his voicemail sounds sounds like a real person. And then he, he was like, hello, hello. And I was like, he's not old. Like, why are you answering your phone? He's only like a, he's like early forties. I'm like, why are you answering your phone? He was like, I don't know. I just I was like, what is going on? Um, but his work, he's he is um, <laughs> he is like the godfather of black VR. He debuted the first piece at um, an American Black Film Festival a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, and he's got really really good work happening. But again, like you can't monetize it. There's no place for his work to go. Yeah. Um, so we're working with him to try to figure out: do we tour it? Um, you know, it, it can obviously be on the platform, but it should be in the community. How can we bring this into black community spaces? Yeah, I mean the the beauty of that is you you always wind up coming up to these spaces where you're like, hey, I know that people have ideas here. They just can't fund them. They just can't get them into the spaces where they they get to bloom. I know my own personal version of that is like I've always wanted to um, because I understand that VR specifically helps you to embody somebody else, and that's one of the things that that really brings home VR in ways that most other technologies and mediums can't do. Um, and my and my dream project is to do the you got pulled over by the police VR version. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm sure other people have definitely thought about that. Mm-hmm. But but it's one of those things of like, had, you know, giving that experience to someone else mm-hmm. who doesn't experience that and then feeling that weight that that goes along with that. If you pace it correctly, you you know, mm-hmm. you make you make the sound work. It's it, it just embodies and gives you the ability to kind of share so many other experiences. And I love the fact that you touched upon. Um, positive experiences in VR because again, we always see trauma, trauma, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We always see those parts of the, the 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 culture kind of expressed in certain ways, especially on social media. But we don't get to see joy as much as we should, and we don't get to see you know all the small things that 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 we embrace throughout the you know throughout our days and throughout mm-hmm. the rest of our time. Um, really excited to hear about that. That's that's super super dope. I love that. That's cool. Yeah. 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 I, I think a lot about that. Um, you know, there's the VR people sort of started off a couple of years ago. It's an empathy machine. It's an empathy machine. Yeah. The, the, the data doesn't really back that up. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is interesting. Like the, the data says that um, if you put a white person in a first person shooter as a black person, they actually tend to see black people as more as, as more violent. Really? Um, yeah. So it, so wow. it's, so, and we still haven't gotten to the point where we understand the brain science around why some pieces create empathy and others really miss the mark. Um, So it's not a hundred percent. But as you were talking about joy, my probably one of my favorite VR pieces was a piece that um, was at Tribeca last year, the year before I won't remember, but Rosario Dawson voiced it. Yeah. And it was about, it was about like these two sort of angsty punk girls in, in New York in the, in the late eighties, early nineties. 
Yeah. And it was just such a fun, like them just rocking. It was super creative. There was graffiti everywhere, like all around you. It was, it was just such a fun piece. And I was like, this is the sort of stuff we should be talking. Like, I want to see a black person do this. Yeah. You know, like I, that's what I want. Um, so yeah, but there's, there's a lot of really cool work out there and I, I, you have to get outside of your regular comfort zone to find it, but it's, it's once you do, it's, it's addictive. Yeah. 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 We're going to take a quick break. Uh, man, you, you just dropping dope gems all over the place. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> silly. I'm, I'm excited about all that stuff. Cause it's, it's all stuff that again, like our community cares about this. We're trying to figure out good ways to expand, you know, our, our, and amplify our voices in good ways. And, and, and you and the, and the crux crew are, are, are doing that in really great ways. So we're going to come right back, everybody hang out for two minutes. We'll be right back after this. back to the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams. We are rocking with Lauren Ruffin from Crux, talking all about black storytelling in XR spaces, VR, XR, and MR spaces. Um, one of the things that we, we kind of talked about a little bit before the break was um, the kind of collective uh, funding and the collective uh, uh, monetary power that we have as a mm -hmm. community. Um, one of the things that I always am thinking about, um, even when I pitch, you know, spawn me to other people is I understand that folks aren't looking at our communities in ways, uh, that kind of help to showcase the power that we have of our dollar. Mm -hmm. Um, when you're, when you're thinking about the projects that are kind of looking to be, f uh, uh, raise funds within crux and mm -hmm. you know, where that money's going to come from, you talked about not taking and not having any VC money uh, coming into the, into the coffers right now. I'm, I'm really curious to hear about, you know, how other folks, when they talk about crux or when they've talked to you about how they try to pitch their stuff, what the kind of angles have been. And are they talking about the fact that like, Hey, our community spends money. Our community doesn't get, uh, 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 people kind of looking at us in a real way when it comes to marketing their marketing, their wares mm -hmm. and marketing their products. What's the conversation that you're hearing from, from folks who are on the creative side talking about those things? Yeah. I mean, I think it's really, um, it's really hard to be a black creator. Um, mm. it, um, I, I think that, um, all, all of the data says that the dollars, even though we continue to talk about how, how important the work is, how important it is to have diverse voices, you know, Oscar's so white, all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, the numbers haven't changed. Uh, <laughs> like we're still not getting any more dollars. Um, and I spend a lot of time thinking about narrative, right? Like the mm. narrative around black people in America is that 
And, and I can hold two things to be true. One, the wealth divide is disgusting. Yep. Right? Like our net worth sucks. Um, and I can also hold that there's, there are a lot of black people who have disposable income. Yeah. You know, we are, we are the fastest growing households reaching $200,000 a year and above. Like that's, that's data. Mm. So, um, when I'm when I'm thinking about sort of how we finance, I actually think we can finance our own projects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like at this point, crowdfunding the, the crowdfunding apparatus. You know, GoFundMe notwithstanding, um, but there's there's a lot of opportunity for us to organize to keep a dollar in the community longer, so that we can fund these new stories to be able to change the narrative. Um, and I would love for VR to be a space where that's where we go to real to have a more balanced conversation about what we're like. Hmm. You know, maybe we could spend some time creating stuff that where black women aren't being abused, <laughs> where our entire community isn't homophobic. Um, I'm not, I'm not calling anybody, I'm not calling anybody out, you know, but. <laughs> <laughs> no oh, doubt. No. Yeah. Um, you know, but like maybe we could just show a more, um, a richer experience of blackness because we're not a monolith. Um, yeah. but at the heart of crux, um, is really this, this conversation about, you know, how much is enough? Hmm. Um, you know, like, like, uh, Bob Johnson was the first black billionaire and mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time talking about him, but you know, he made his wealth on the backs of black creators. And rather than having him build hotels and support this current president, I would have loved for there to be thousands of black millionaires um, who, who got rich from BET. And that's yeah. why, um, so the, the collective, the, the, you know, our cooperative model is all about, you know, our membership dues are, reasonable but not cheap mm-hmm. um and the goal is to have the bulk of those go into funding new work that we fu- that we vote on together democratically that we fund together and that we can support in the community um and the tech makes it possible to scale an idea like that um so yeah i mean we've got to organize um it's it's, it's time yeah it was it's and, and it's funny because you're always fighting the stereotypes that are that are outside of your community and inside of your community, right? Where it's like the, the major, one of the major uh, stereotypes within our community is like black people don't want to pay for stuff. Black people don't want to spend their own money on stuff that, that like black people talk about black, uh, buying black, but they don't do it. Right. Uh, I, I mean, I know, and I see it every day that those things aren't real and I know and see that those things are fake, but those narratives keep getting pushed out you know, within our community and outside of our community. It's a very difficult thing to, to, to wrap your brain around when you know the things aren't true, but they keep getting perpetually mm-hmm. pushed out in the world. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, one of the things that I, that I loved about when I got a chance to check out the site was it does feel already like, um, a community, like it, it, it kind of just logging into getting this stuff and seeing black faces, uh, kind of just in, 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 in the, in the profiles and, and showing that, you know, where folks were kind of uh, working and some of the projects they were kind of uh, invested in already felt super, super cool to be able to be within those walls and say, you know, this is going to be a place of black excellence. And, and mm-hmm. this is going to be a place where people are, are showcasing their, their, their work and kind of pushing really hard to do that stuff. Um, wh- when you think, or when, when projects come in, mm-hmm. um, what's kind of the vetting process for some of that stuff too? Like, you know, we don't, we don't want to necessarily see hoteps in VR. <laughs> I don't, I don't oh, know Lord. if that's the thing that we want to <laughs> see. Like you, I feel like you just opened up the Pandora's box, you know, like <laughs> just see, just see Umar Johnson talking about, yo, you know what you got to do? Oh, and this no. is how you do this in four DOF, six DOF stuff. 
No, you can't. You can't do that. Oh, but, please don't. Please don't speak that into existence. Oh God, I just did it. I'm sorry. Because I because I want to I want to love all of us, but as they say, <laughs> but I'm saying all, that, right? all your skin folk ain't kin folk. Um, true, <laughs> so, true, true indeed, true indeed. And it's it's one of those things where like I know that. I, that would be the last thing that I would want. It's like one of those weird things where like the market will will determine what gets good and what doesn't. But it's also like you have to you have to kind of gatekeep crappy stuff out, right? Yes, you yeah. do. Yeah. Um, it you know it's it's interesting. So even when you uh, when you look at um the very first paid post we had, the first comment I got was from some white person talking about how just talking about black people was racist. This is you know like. Uh. Right. That was the first thing. And I'm like, well, this is like, I just, this is my first, you know, Instagram ad, blah, blah, blah. And so my, one of my colleagues said, you know, someone just posts negative posts. You know, what do we do? And I said, nothing. Let's see what happens. Yeah. The community came for it. These, I mean, and people who don't even know us, do you know, like that to me is we're on the right track, right? Yeah. You just, you just found our ad and you're already in the mentions being like, actually, no. And there was a little back and forth. And I was like, okay, like people got this. I don't have to gatekeep. Hmm. Um, I, I, um, one of my favorite bosses, and there's nothing better than working for a 65 year old black woman who's pre-retirement because they don't care. They give no Fs. They do not. And she, when I was interviewing for this job, she, I asked her about organizational culture and she said, our culture is so strong that I don't actually have to protect it anymore. When people don't fit in, the culture pushes them out like a bad tooth. <laughs> That's dope. And I That's was like, fantastic. And that has been my marker. So what I'm trying to do is build a community of people with people who are like-minded, who believe in trust, um, who believe in taking acceptable, calculated risk, um, supporting each other, holding each other, working together. Um, and, and your hoteps don't want that. <laughs> that's true. not what they're about. That's not what they're about. It's um, true. And that's, 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 that's just too much for them. So, I mean, ultimately... Um, I think the community will gatekeep itself. We will have disagreements about what's good content. Inevitably, that's going to happen. Mm. But even that, like, it's it's going to be on a platform. Um, you know, hopefully we'll have an audience for it. And at that point, the audience gets to determine. And we will have data and metrics that say, you know, this is the sort of content that black people want to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's I I can't control everything. So I got to let go of some stuff. Totally. I get that. Yeah. It, it is one of those things where stuff kind of gets self-selected out because people, you know, aren't, aren't built for it. And some folks, you know, didn't really have, um, uh, their stuff was up to snuff to kind of begin with when they yeah. kind of move into the spaces. Uh, you know, we, as a gaming centric show, we know that VR is definitely one of the big movers and shakers within that space as well. Uh, are you seeing a lot of gaming projects kind of come through Crux? Or are folks talking about, you know, not only kind of building experiences and, and, and telling stories, but kind of making games in VR too? Yeah. I mean, people are talking about interactive experiences. Um, not quite on the game side. I would love to see. Um, that's part of the reason why I was super excited that you reached out. Um, I'm really interested to see how we can support black gamers in VR. Um, mm. You know, like if there are creators out there, I, you know, a couple of years ago, I understand how isolated it can be to be someone who's trying to independent gamer, trying to, you know, game developer who's trying to raise money. I can imagine that's like, you know, exponentially harder for a black game developer Duh. to try to raise funds for their projects. Um, so yeah, I would love for that to happen. So, you know, if anybody's listening, um, I would, that would really make, that would really make me happy. 
Yeah, I, I know that uh, I know a couple of folks who are making stuff in VR in that in, in those realms and in, in the game space specifically. Um, GDC Game Developers Conference happens mm-hmm. in March in San Francisco. And there are huge swaths of folks who, who, who are running up and down the hallways there who are trying to figure out ways to get their game into, into VR spaces as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's one of the things that you're kind of hoping to see specifically kind of come out of the space? in real ways. Like, I, I feel like we talked a little bit about some of them, but everyone kind of yeah. has a, a pet project when they jump, when they jump into things like this. And I'm wondering what yours might be. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, two thoughts. Um, I think a lot about kids in virtual spaces, Hmm. you know, like that was early on again, like I just sort of started swimming in data. Um, and, and kids are already experiencing racism and sexual harassment in virtual spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're playing as like white male avatars because that's the safest avatar to play as, which is just really sad. Yeah, super um, sad. So what I want to see is I would love to see as we start looking at audience, developing an audience that's pretty youthful um, and not like, you know, NAACP, anyone under 40 youthful. But I mean, like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like actually youthful. Like, like, did you see Living Single when it wasn't in reruns? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um <laughs> So I think that that for me in terms of audience would be really, really meaningful. Um, and the second I really want, there's, um, I really want someone to do like one of those like, you know, 70s sci-fi soul albums. I, I want someone to do like a VR piece that just does that landscape. Um, and I've been, I've been obsessed lately with a creator who's, who's not black, who is this Maori dude named Troy Kingy. Um, from, from New Zealand. And he's got this, he's got this, um, album right now that I'm like, man, I'm part of the, like, I want to learn to code. Um, <laughs> just so I could put this album, like, I want to make this album into a VR piece. Um, oh. it's called, um, the album's called shake that skinny ass all the way to Zygertron. <laughs> it's wild. Oh it's so wild. God. Um, but I'm obsessed with it. But so that's the sort of project that I want. I want to see some like just like, can we just have some fun? Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that, wait, can you repeat the name of that again? It's called Troy Kingy. He's gonna be like, why are all he's in New Orleans right now, by the way. And oh, he must be having a blast. I can't, yeah, I can't get there, but it's called Shake That Skinny Ass All the Way to Zygertron. Oh my goodness. And it look is, at that. TDH in the chat already found it. It and is put a, a link it in the is chat. It is a funky ass album. Y'all need to listen to it. We're going to have to play this on the show next week. Yeah. Grandma, so it's going to yeah, have to happen. Do it. It's great. It's a great it's gonna album. It's going to have to happen. Are there, are there any things that you're thinking about specifically? Because I know you talked about um, not being super uh, connected to the game space, but I know that you had questions about like kind of where kind of uh, gamers are, are, are kind of at when it comes to not only just VR spaces, mm-hmm. but in general. Uh, what what are some of the things that you were wondering about in terms of, of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 eager to learn. Um, hence my lurking in, in Discord chat rooms. <laughs> I'm probably not in the, I'm not in the right places. I hadn't heard about your podcast. Um, so I mean, for me, it's really trying to figure out you know how can I be helpful to yeah. various types of creators. Um, every every discipline industry has different needs, and you have to attack the problem differently. And this is one where I'm really interested in it. Um, I know there's a ton of money flowing into the game space, um, esports, like just, um, and I mean, like PlayVS um, is mm-hmm. you know Blaine. That's a black-owned sort of. They're just growing exponentially. Um, they just got what their third round of funding. Their third or round, like yeah. That? I mean, they're growing yeah. so fast. Um, 
but I mean, companies that I would love to, I'd love to talk to him, but I, I just, you know, I'm really curious about how can I be helpful? And if you have insights on that, um, you know, I'm a business person, so I, I can exploit gaps in the market opportunities. I just don't know what the opportunities are here. I mean, I think that there, I mean, there's lots of layers to where someone with your, with, with your knowledge can be amazingly helpful in this space. I think, um, to folks who are, who are thinking about making games, those folks are always looking for people to be able to reach out to, to not even start the process of necessarily looking down the road and getting funding, but how do you pitch yourself to people in a good way? Right. Mm -hmm. Since we come through this from a very specific prism, we have extra obstacles to kind of get through mm -hmm. when it goes through the process of doing that. And since you, I'm sure you've been in many of those rooms before where you've done that work, you know, mm -hmm. being able to share the information that you've already learned uh, with folks in that space is, 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 incredibly insightful and, and is really helpful. Yeah. Um, I think that um, having this platform being built gives a place for safety when it comes to the ideas of being able to throw your idea up against the wall and have other people kind of take a look at it and say, you know, does this cut the mustard mm -hmm. in a real way? And if it does, you know, now that we're here, can we collaborate to kind of make that thing happen? So you're already doing that work mm -hmm. in lots of ways by building out the platform. I think that even just on the business side of that, there's so many other parts of that conversation that go along with, you know, what is it like to start a business? What is it like yeah. to continue to, to start the process of entrepreneurship? Um, that again, like folks are constantly looking not only for mentors, but they're looking for people who have done it in a way uh, where they can look at the model and say, hey, how did you get there? I know that we as a business that's only been really a actual business for like a year and a half. I'm still trying to figure out good ways to pitch us to people, mm -hmm. good ways to kind of look at it from a business mindset and also kind of trying to figure out, you know, in the vertical that we're in, we're doing something that no one else is really doing. There's very few people doing what we are doing, what we're doing and also trying to, you know, make a business plan from those things. So there's lots of yeah. uh, specific things that you that, that you absolutely have a space in the gaming in the gaming world to be able to impart lots of knowledge on. Yeah. Um, and I think, and I think, especially because you're digging into technology that is still going to get better. You know what I mean? Like everyone mm -hmm. for the past year has been like, "VR is dead. VR is not going to grow. VR is not doing this stuff." There are people who are still spending billions of dollars on VR. Boom, and that's that's the that's the thing. You have yeah. um, hell. Uber's not profitable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like they they have spent too much money to let VR fail. Right. Yep. That's that's just the reality. I, um, I everything you said was so spot on, um, except for cut the mustard. I haven't heard anyone say that in like fifteen years. I'm um, sure somebody just screamed from the outside. Okay, boomer, when I said that. <laughs> I'm sure somebody. I'm sure somebody from next door was like, okay, was, boomer. I heard that, you say cut the mustard. Cut the mustard. That was that was uh, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but <laughs> um. Uh, but I think the beautiful thing, and and so you know, my full time job, I still work for the largest association of artists in the country. Mm. And everything you're saying about, um, I I wonder how we, it's um, a lot of time thinking about how we walk that line between telling people they need to be entrepreneurial and need to build their own business separately, mm. and then talking about collaboration, mm. right? Like there's there's ownership, but you don't have to found the thing to owner to own it. And that was the other yes. sort of, that was the other sort of thing with, with building a cooperative. I wanted something that 
even if someone didn't want to go out and form an LLC or C Corp or S Corp or PBC or any of the other <laughs> entities that, yeah. um, you know, like that are out there, that we could find a way to make people owners. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, because, because the entrepreneurship journey is just an extra layer on top of doing the work itself. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm, I have no skill set other than being able to bullshit my way through life and convince <laughs> people to give and convince people to give me money. Like that's it. I can barely that write. Is a I can, hu- that is I a can huge, huge I, thing though. I can barely write my name. I sign my name on a, with a smiley face now. <laughs> I'm so serious. So, I mean, to me, this is, this is my gift, right? So let me yep. build this. Let me have a cooperative where, Somebody can have a great idea. We can fund it. I want the creator to retain the book, the bulk of their of their um, of their intellectual property. Like I want, I want black people to get rich. Like I want people to keep their money, put a little bit back in the pot, so we can support the people who are coming up behind us, and let's keep it moving. Um, yeah. So, so that's the. I, I don't. I don't. Um, we're so much stronger together. Um, and I, I, I believe that a hundred percent. And people get caught up. Um, accountants, <laughs> legal. I mean, you're doing it now. You're living it. And then having the fundraise for the thing when the money's in the community. Like, let's just use the most flexible, nimble ways of getting to it and then focusing on the work. Yeah, I love that. I I, I love that a lot because I think that um, one of the things that I feel has always been a, a kind of roadblock in the community has always been, and this is not just in our community. This is like a, this is a very human thing, right? It's like everyone wants to be the person. Mm-hmm. Right. Everyone wants to be out front. Everyone wants to be the person that's in front of the camera, kissing the baby, doing all this stuff, hanging out with stuff. And and a lot of people don't want to take the step back and say, how can I use the skills that I have to uplift everyone at the same time while showcasing what I'm worth and showcasing how, how well I can do a thing? Um, and it feels like when you talk about collaborative spaces and especially with Crux that everybody kind of knows what they do well. Mm-hmm. Right. And everybody's kind of coming into the space saying, hey, I'm deficient in a space. And can you help me fill those gaps? And can mm-hmm. you help me uh, get to the next space that I can be able to do that work? Um, that's a fantastic thing that you share, because I, lo- I love the idea of just like, like, you have to kind of be humble in that respect and say, I don't know everything. I don't know how to get everything done. And can you help me? And I feel like that's a part of the community that we we don't get to hear often uh, in conversations, it is a it is a great conversation. I would love to have with with you and other people about the uh, there's a there's a layer in the culture that's very very uh, brash and bravado, mm-hmm. and 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 I feel like sometimes we don't necessarily get the best out of people because everyone is like, I need to be the the, the person, right? Yeah. Well, I also um, I also think that those business structures force you to be the person. So mm. so you know when you're when you're going to a bank. They want to know who's the CEO. Like when mm. you're when you're filling out your corporate and corporation papers, they don't. I mean, again, like my full time job, we switched from a from a um, single CEO to a four person leadership team. Yeah. We had to, we had to change our bylaws. We had to go everybody like the bank signatory everything. And that's a big organization. It's we do mm-hmm. about thirty million dollars a year in business. Um, but you realize that you. Um, I'm going to say white supremacy forces you into having a savior. Um, and, mm. and, and when you, when you build your business and you decide what container you're going to have, you pick a, you're going to pick a container and the majority of the containers say there's one person who can do the thing. And that's how that changes your mindset. 
Yeah. And it's terrifying. Yeah. I don't ever want to do anything alone. Like, one, I don't like people that much. I like you. <laughs> like, I appreciate like, like, that. I, like I'm, I'm a little funny about people. I'm a little socially awkward when I'm not drinking my non-alcoholic beer. You know, like... <laughs> And I, I mean, I'm with, I'm with you though. I feel, I, but I'm with you, right? Where yeah, like, like I, I, I need somebody, and I'm acutely aware in terms of um, as I build this business, it's going to become necessary for me to find someone to be out front. Yeah. Um, like as this community grows, I'm going to really have to just be operational. Um, because, yeah, it's it's not. I'm not an extrovert like that. It's interesting because I'm a huge introvert, and most people don't know. Right. Yeah. And I say it all the time. And people are like, no, Kai, you're bugging. You're not an introvert. You're an extrovert. I was like, no, I'm super introverted. I get yeah. sick of people real fast. Yeah. But it's one of those things where it's like I've learned to network. I've learned how to, especially because you're in front of a camera and, and, and talking to people in, mm-hmm. in, in, in a long format that it that you have to kind of get out of your own shell. But it also feels like, you know, the people who understand that part where they're like, I don't mm-hmm. need to be out front, but I will kick ass in the back. Like, yeah. I will knock it all. I'll knock it all out. You need those people as the foundation for your businesses. You need yeah. those people as the foundation for your work. Um we're we're almost running out of time. This hour has cool. flown. It has gone fast. By. It has flown by. Um, what's next for Crux uh, coming down the line? I know that again, you've started to build out some of the stuff. You have the the kind of beta kind of going at least for for some folks to be able to kind of get a flavor of what's happening in the space. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the, what's the next step for for where Crux is going to go and what you're looking forward to do in the rest of 2020? Yeah. So right now, I'm really focused on on two things. Um, you know, obviously onboarding people onto the platform um, is really important to me. Um, figuring out a pricing structure that works for folks. You know, we're monthly mm-hmm. payments starts at like 40 bucks a month. Um, getting some, um, getting the, the black organizations and folks that I know are hiring people onto the platform so that there's sort of an opportunity turn. A lot of brilliant people are freelancing. I want to make sure that we're connecting um, sort of our the organizations that I know that need brilliant black freelancers coders, tech, you know, tech talent, folks in VR, storytellers, um, with the people. Um, so really trying to build on the platform and making that a robust community that's, that's self-sustaining so that we can begin to fund new projects. Um, yeah. and then obviously the second piece is, um, licensing content for the, for the distribution platform, um, mm. which, you know, also begins like, you know, once we generate revenue, there goes back fund new projects. I, I mostly just want to be really intentional about how quickly we get to, to revenue positive. Um, yeah. So that we can, um, so that we can do some amazing things together. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very excited for what you're all doing. Again, like uh, one of the things that that super intrigued me about the project and, and and Crux in in general was just like you don't hear a lot of folks be loud, proud, and black and talk about like hey, we want to change a space, like we want to take a space, make it our own. And be unapologetic about it and, and 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 dig into stories that we care about, not only for the culture, but for our monetary gain and for the foundation of building uh, a stronger community. And it feels like Crux is doing all those things and trying to start that process in a real way. And I'm 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 throwing up my fist in, in solidarity for all the stuff that y'all are about to do. And uh, I, I know I just know that things, great things are going to come from from crux and, and all the stuff that you need. And if you need help, I'm down. I'm down. Oh, I'm down no, to do thank whatever you. I can help. To, to thank help. you. Can I give the people my email address? Does that work? Or Absol- can they find me on my Absolutely. website? Okay, cool. Absolutely. Well, well, give them uh, cause we have your, uh, your social stuff on, on the stream. Oh, on the cool. Screen. Okay. But uh, yeah, if you want to share out a place where folks yeah, can, no, can folks reach can out, just, please yeah, do so. Email me. It's Lauren at crux.black. 
easy to remember. Dope. So yeah, Dope. just shoot me an email. I'm I'm pretty responsive. Um, I have a really great away message up right now, so enjoy that. Um, it is very good, actually. I, just <laughs> I hate boring away messages. Um, <laughs> ooh, and that's ooh, that one. You need to go read that book because it has an ending after the third one. Ooh, these people just set the shit on fire. I love it. Oh, I love it. I love it. Spoiler I love it. Hopefully, alert. hopefully, I will. I will put up a project to see if we can get Spawn on me in VR. Okay, uh, that would be dope. We're gonna have the first gaming podcast run by Black folks in VR. That would be fantastic. Okay, I um, am so excited about it. Yeah, we got we got to figure out a way to make that happen and make sure that, yeah, that goes down. Yeah, I got somebody for you to talk to in Seattle. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. I'm down. I'm down. Okay. Cool. I'm down. So everybody in the chat, much love. Uh, we're going to get up out of here for this episode. Uh, again, massive amounts of love to you, Lauren, for coming through. Thank you so much for rocking with us this evening. Uh, it is fantastic to get a chance to talk to you and to, and to share you with the our Bricago community because they are very, very excited about all the stuff that's yeah, happening No, here. this was so much fun. Thank you for having yeah. me. What an opportunity. And, and of course, you can always come back whenever you want. Don't uh, say that to a, me. A, I'll be camped outside your door. <laughs> I'm, I'm rocking i'm rocking you come through whenever you want to roll through uh, we got a spot for you cool um so everybody at home thank you again we have a lot of cool stuff that's coming up soon uh for you all um i'm gonna be at dice uh in a couple of weeks i think almost two weeks from now uh, i'll be at dice uh i may have an announcement probably the first week of february that coincides with that kind of stuff uh we have some really great shows as well planned for the next couple of weeks uh i know that there is a very very cool interview that is 95 percent of the way there in terms of nailing it down uh and being able to bring that to you all here in bricago uh we have some other cool stuff that might be popping up as well gdc is coming up in march and some other things as well so again thank you for rocking with us this week and every week here in bricago for spawning me this is Kyle signing off much love to you all and peace the Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawnonme.com, where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram, and everything else alongside our contact page if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say peace.